Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 22 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we will be going through the uh, Nets game um, that happened today. And uh, yeah, it wasn't very pretty. <laughs> um, spoiler. Okay, and with me to break it down, who actually did manage to watch the game. Oh. Hey. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't get to actually watch the game. Uh, I was busy. Uh, so I will just be going off what I see from the highlights. So yeah, in the first quarter, um, we get to see a lot of uh, Dequan Trevfries, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, game more minutes because Kent Bazemore ha was out for uh, calf soreness. Uh, we were able to draw a lot of fouls early on, which led to a lot of free throws, which is nice. Um, I believe, I forgot how many free throws we had in the first quarter, but uh, the Nets didn't really have uh, much free throw attempts. I believe it was like two, if I remember correctly. Uh, I thought Alex Lem was pretty strong uh, in this game for against Brooklyn because he had a great offensive rebounding presence and also a great second chance uh, scoring too at the same time. Uh, also this first quarter, Harrison Barnes had a great start with 12 points but if you look at his stats at the end of the game uh it didn't seem like he did too much for the rest of the game as he ended up with 16. so if i did my math right that's 12 points in the first quarter and four points the rest of the game yeah <laughs> yeah but you know barnes does provide you know just solid defense a lot of the time not like lockdown defense but you know he does things for the team and it usually, unfortunately, just goes unnoticed. But, you know, it would be nice if he scored a few more points. Yeah, it's too bad because we needed another guy other than, you know, Fox to be scoring more than 20 per game or each game. Well, he had bogey with them, with him right there, too. It's just you need, we need more. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, speaking of bogey, he, he had a great game. Yeah, he's a he's a constant presence. Of course, Fox is a constant presence, and mm -hmm. you know Harrison Barnes scoring twelve. You we should have a bigger lead than what we actually ended up having, which I think was a seven point lead, if I remember right, uh, right off the top of my head. Let me check. Uh, so a three point lead. Okay, never mind. Mm -hmm. Got my hopes up. I guess moving on to the second quarter, uh, we get to see some Corey Brewer in this game. Uh. Nice to see him out there since we <laughs> signed him. Uh, didn't really see him much in the past, what, three games? I think the last time I really saw him was in the scrimmages. Yeah, again, I think, I believe the signing is more of to leadership and in case, like, Barnes couldn't play. Mm -hmm. Like, and, you know, he's, he's a, you know, a long wing, but it's, he's just not effective anymore. Like, he's not a great defender, you know, he, can't shoot and you know like and he's you know he's not enough he's not a, a a creator by any means so like he's out there for energy basically let's see also kings had a pretty good ball movement i gotta say uh i noticed that buddy was taking some shots that uh i thought he should be taking and also passing the ball that he should be doing uh rather than you know chucking up threes uh that rarely go in uh at the same time buddy wasn't really doing too well this game as well 
Uh, what do you think of Buddy right now? I, he's in a slump, man. Like, again, I just wish he would kind of. It's not really. It's not completely his fault, but like, you know, like I wish he would just play like JJ Redick, and mm-hmm. you know, like it, minimize the dribbling as much as possible, and you know, just essentially run around curls. And and part of that is that Luke's offense does call for him to dribble the ball. And that's one thing I really don't like about Luke. And mm-hmm. I think Buddy should almost exclusively, you know, shoot and, you know, one dribble straight line drives. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, the offense do- doesn't seem to be structured that way. And, you know, he ends up dr- over dribbling a lot. Huh. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to see how he improves. Uh, let's see. Some key points to point out. Uh, we were drawing a lot of shooting fouls, which is nice uh, because we we had a lot of free throws uh, for points. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, uh, we were also giving too many fouls, kind of a trend in like previous games as well. This kind of led to a Nets run. Uh, in my opinion, I thought the Kings need a better rebounding and a protection of paint kind of presence, which uh, led me to think uh, I thought Alex Glenn should be playing a little more because uh, Rashawn uh, went out with, uh, whatchamacallit, hip soreness, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah him and Bays were questionable before the game, and you know they, it was a game-time decision, and Bays just didn't feel it. And so he didn't play at all. And, you know, Rashawn wanted to play, but, you know, clearly wasn't himself. So, yeah, um, you know, the it's on a, you know, on a back to back and, you know, guys are just, you know, out of it, basically. And it's very yeah. kind of tiring on these guys, I guess. Yeah, it's also too bad because uh, that Baze isn't here because they were the Nets were hitting a lot of threes and uh, we were missing a lot of threes. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll get to it, but like there are parts in the third quarter where I was wondering what Belly was doing out there, and you know, and then I, and then I had a thought like, how come Harry isn't in here? He, I think he would be, play better defense. No, he did not play any better defense. In fact, basically get, gave up another run, and we'll get to it. But you know, like mm-hmm. this—that's where you kind of miss base because like some of the threes that they gave up, you know. Belly just simply can't really keep up with guards, and Harry isn't exactly any better. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, those are the areas where you miss Bays. And of course, Karis Levert didn't go off per se, but he was, you know, he was a threat, and mm-hmm. we just needed kind of a, that extra defender other than Barnes to guard him. <sighs> yes, for sure. And Daquan is nice, but, you know, it, it, as it showed today, in extended minutes, he's not really ready for that yet. Mm hmm. Well, like I said, we'll have to see how we'll do in the next few games, especially next game. Gee, it's going to be Houston, you said? Houston. Yep. That's Sunday. Yep. And we're just going to play wings. Yeah. I don't think, I think it's going to be exclusively small ball. I think we're going to see Harrison Barnes play 40 minutes at center. Hmm. I'm kidding, oh, of course. Boy. We're probably going to play some Rashawn, but like just, yeah, but Harrison Barnes is basically going to be the, <laughs> the center. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, there was a point where Doug has mentioned that uh, we weren't really utilizing the um, penalty as much, and uh, 
I know that we've talked about that not many of our players have uh, that ability to, you know, draw fouls. I know Fox is a big one on uh, drawing good fouls. Yeah, and the other guy that I can even remotely think of is Barnes. Like, you know, and he was hot in the first quarter. And, you know, Luke probably should have drawn up more plays specifically for him. And, you know, especially that kind of high post, uh, you know, post up or like the free throw line post up when like Corey tries to get the switch. Or Corey's man switches on to Barnes and then he can post up there and maybe draw some fouls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, like he, his name is kind of taped in, a sacra- in Sacramento, but Marvin Bagley would have really helped you here. So, you know, it, we, this is just unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, we just don't have guys to draw fouls. Mm-hmm. Except Fox and maybe Barnes. Yeah, we, we were doing really good at drawing shooting fouls and uh, being in the penalty not penalties, sorry, drawing shooting fouls at uh, at first, but we kind of really slowed down during the last half, and I'll get to the third quarter soon, but yeah. Um, going on, uh, yeah, I really thought we had too many spurts of, like, good plays and, like, bad plays. Like, there'd be times where we had a really good run for, like, maybe a minute, and for the next minute or two, then there's nothing. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is just the mental focus of the team. And just watching some of the highlights, you can kind of see, like, you know, the just like the offense kind of bogs down a little bit a lot of the time. And it just, you know, ends up being the bad version of the Kings offense, where basically it's one or two passes, and then it's an ISO on someone. It's usually bogey or, you know, unfortunately, buddy too much, I think. And, like, Fox going in for the ISO. And, you know... It, that's really hit or miss. And unfortunately, it's been missing a lot more than we've been hitting. So mm-hmm. and that's kind of what, and you know, you combine that with the fouling issues. That's where like the runs that ha- the other team go on mm-hmm. that, you know, break open the game and like, you know, the game starts to slip from uh, the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Moving on to the third quarter. Alex went great rebounding. Uh, but um his folder game, I don't know if you've seen it, it's, it seems kind of off to me. He seems like a stiff guy. Like, I don't, I don't think he has, like, he doesn't seem like a guy with great touches. Mm-hmm. Kind of my perception of him. So, like, I kind of, I imagine he's not great at the floater. So, I didn't get to see it, of course. It's yeah. Highlights, so, but I don't see him as a guy with great touch. Yeah, in my opinion, if you're going to get close, I would be right under the like rim he he is a big guy and i expect like more like kind of a like more layups maybe dunking i don't think i uh, remember seeing dunking a lot for the kings in a while well that's kind of like a function unfortunately it tells you about your the offense if because you know he has to be set up he's not dribbling from the perimeter getting a dunk mm-hmm. so like you know he relies on guys to set him up and it just, it just wasn't there Mm-hmm. Moving on, uh, man, we lost a lot of points due to turnovers, and the Nets really converted well this game. Uh, and under, I guess, good news, uh, Bogey really consistent this game. Uh, he he really wasn't consistent in the first couple games, but this last game and this game, he was really consistent and 
Uh, in my opinion, I thought he should kind of utilize on how hot he is right now. Uh, kind of like um, make make plays out of it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, like again, this is more about you know the offense. The team needs to use him better in the offense, and you know m- maybe it's a Luke thing. Like you know, Twitter definitely seems to think it's a Luke thing, but you know the I think the team may just need to execute better. Like get be more uh, mentally focused and mentally tough to be able to get to you know run your offense like consistently to get you know bogey open looks to fox open looks. Yeah, we're just not there yet in terms of offensively, and yeah, and but you know he he did keep it close, and you know we did end up getting close in the quarter, and a lot of that was mm-hmm. you know bogey just shooting lights out basically. So yeah, so. Bogey, Harrison Barnes, and Fox cut it close to four. That's probably the closest we've had in a while. And then I was, and that was from a what you call it, sixteen points down. So we cut it to four. So when Harry Giles, Daquan Jeffries, and Buddy comes in, and I forgot who else, I guess. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of dwindled. So the Nets lead at the end of the quarter from uh, 93 to 82. That's a uh, 11 points. And uh, in my opinion, I thought we needed to, you know, pick up the defense in the perimeter. And again, this is where the team really missed base. And because, as I mentioned earlier, like there were moments where, uh, you know, Belly was like guarding a perimeter player and he just isn't quick enough to keep up with the perimeter players so he ends up like closing out short a lot of the time mm-hmm. and basically that you know leads to an open three and in this game the Nets just hit up quite a few threes they shot well and yeah and then you would think and then my first thought when I saw that on the highlights is like you know what this is where Harry would be useful mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the clip right after that, Harry goes underneath the screen, gives up another three, and then immediately also gives up a layup, like, on the next play. Mm-hmm. So this is where Bayes would have really helped. Like, instead yeah. of, like, you know, splitting those two those two players together, having them guard the perimeter as much as they did, Bayes it would be the guy there. Yeah, so that, you know... It's a, it's a, again, it's the back-to-back thing. Like, so you can't really take that much away from this game. But yeah, it shows you we really do just need more wings. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to see by next year who we could trade for or maybe draft. Yeah, we'll... um, a little bit of a just a preview for that, I guess. Um, really mm-hmm. high on Patrick Williams. Well, we'll see if we actually draft him or not. Or Lamelo Ball, and no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, we wish, we wish. Oh, oh we you did. never know. One one percent is a very high chance. So, yeah. Well, the NBA gods bless us. Yeah. Moving on to the fourth quarter, uh, the largest lead I saw for the Nets was 17 points. I think it did uh, get to 20. I think. I don't remember. Well, I mean, it was larger further down the quarter, but that was the largest I've seen, like, just starting off the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you could tell that the Nets were really getting those fouls and um, offense going. And uh, when we try to capitalize on scoring points 
we really don't. And what you call it, it's just that I feel like we're just fouling too much, and the offense is a little off. And uh, I gotta say this again, like in previous um, episodes, a little too much ISO. A little too much ISO. There's not much movement going on around for the other players. Uh, for example, I saw um, Corey Joseph drive to the rim, and the other players, all they do was just sit in either like, corner and on the wings. And I just wish they kind of made some plays with some movement involved. Yeah, you're, it's never a good thing when you see players either standing around or just pointing of like telling players where to go. And I think there was a very specific play where I think it was Belly handling the ball up top and then he was supposed to give it to Corey. I mean, it might be the other way around. Basically, it, it ended up on the right side. No one knew what to do. The Nets kind of pressed up. Uh, Daquan gets the ball. But, and you see just Harrison and uh, Buddy just standing on the other side, you know, basically just staring. And then at one point, Buddy's like pointing at something. And, you know, <laughs> like it, it, the game and they ultimately actually did what I want them to do. But, you know, it ended up in a missed shot. But like just have, have Buddy and Barn do something on the other side just to kind of distract the defense a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, set a back screen, which they actually did end up doing, but it didn't end up in a bucket. But still, we need more of that. Just like a little bit more movement on the other side as opposed to just standing around just pointing at something again. Yeah, so that's kind of what, you know, gets us out of games because we, our offense just bogs down waiting for someone to essentially ISO and create something. Yeah. Like, you know, again, I, I don't know if this is Luke's fault or if it's the player's fault, but this is a problem that needs to be addressed and it might not come until next season. If yeah. It ever does. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have to see. Moving on, uh, yeah, I noticed that we're playing a lot small a lot more. I, I mean, I know you know Rashawn's out, um, but I felt like you know Alex Glenn could have helped a little in, within the paint with uh, rebounding and defense because um, the Nets were scoring a lot in the paint, and uh, even though they were shooting threes and whatnot. Um, you know, it, it would have helped with that, uh, those defensive rebounds that, uh, and offensive rebounds that uh, we keep on missing. You know, Jared Allen just kind of feasted on rolls to the rim and just like drop, you know, on cuts because you know he's just bigger than really anyone else. I, I I'm guessing that the the thinking with Luke is that he wanted to, you know, use small ball to just kind of play Jared Allen off the floor. That didn't happen uh, nope. because we were making shots. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, it's, I, I don't know if Alex Len would have helped in the situation. I imagine he would have, but, you know, th- then you just don't have that much space to drive. And, you know, that that's one of our focuses. We want space for Fox and, I guess, Bogey to kind of drive in there, but it just, that didn't happen. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, on my final note, um, yeah, we last like what three four minutes was really garbage time. Uh, Yogi and Jabari comes in, which is a surprise. Uh, what you call it? 
and Harry Giles also comes in, and I thought, you know, maybe Harry could have facilitated the offense a little better, but like you have mentioned before, uh, Harry isn't really too great on defense. Yeah, for those guys who just kind of clamor for him to play, look, I love Harry. Harry's not there yet defensively. He still has a lot of those warts. And, you know, his offense, again, I think he re- could really help the offense by just, you know, hitting, like, cutters and, you know, do- doing things like that. But his defense is a problem. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's the reason why he doesn't play a lot. Although I would like to see more minutes from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just... Yeah, this was just one of those games where it just wasn't the Kings' game. Like, there's there's a few plays where um, basically the ball just squirts loose, and it's not like the Kings aren't hustling, but they just cannot get to the ball for some reason. Mm-hmm. It just bounces, and it just does not bounce to them. And, you know, there's nothing to really help with that. And like, And then there was one specific play where Corey Brewer swipes down on... Joe Harris gets the ball, but Joe Harris, I swear to God, summoned the strength of Thanos and just powered the ball for a layup. It's just, what? (laughs) And yeah, it just wasn't the Kings' game. Like, Mm. and you know, again, on the the back-to-back too. So like, you know, guys were understandably gassed. So, you know, it just wasn't our game. And, you know, Nets took advantage. You know, it was the Nets' game. I think I think we do need to mention, yeah, the, the Nets are missing basically everyone. Their team is not good, but still. Yeah, still. <laughs> They're pretty they were pretty decent this game. Yeah. Anything else to add besides um the Kings losing one oh six to one nineteen? Uh, n- nothing else to add. I guess my overall summary of this it's just there's not much to take away from this because, you know, uh, it's the same issues that we've always had that just keeps plaguing us. And, you know, you, we can only hope that it will get better for the Kings. Like, you know, fouling too much, uh, to offense just bogging down into, you know, ISOs and defense. The defensive communication wasn't there. Although one thing I, one thing I didn't notice, the switching was, wasn't very uh, clean and crisp. Uh, for example, Corey Brewer tried... Uh, on two possessions, at least in the highlights, try to call out a switch on Joe Harris. That's why I, that's why I was keeping an eye on. And basically, the switch just didn't happen, and Joe Harris hits, you know, gets an open three and hits it. And that happened t- at least twice. So, you know, the communication needs to be there. We need a defensive leader. We need someone to set the defensive culture. It's it's just not there right now. And again, you, the only hope is they get better at this. You know, probably not going to be happening in the bubble, but you know, it's something to you know look for next year. And again, Kings really miss Bays for this game. They, they needed an extra wing to just handle Karis Levert and you know the uh, you know and Joe Harris basically. And the fact that Joe Harris got open looks was inexcusable. He got mm-hmm. way too many open looks for my liking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, that was a lot of, had to do with the, you know, the not very crisp uh, switching in, in the Kings' defensive scheme. And yeah, and again, just not the Kings' game. Like, the hustle is there, but again, the ball just did not bounce to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, also, another interesting note, uh, Kings were stuck at 93 for a good 
three minutes. Basically, De'Aaron hits a corner three at, at about the six-minute mark. And basically, they don't score until Luke basically you know, waves the right white flag and calls in Jabari and Yogi. <sighs> For a good th- three-minute stretch where they just did not score. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't see that on the highlights. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any other any thoughts you have or just overarching thoughts? I have high hopes against Houston now. Yeah, he, this is going to be interesting because, you know, the one of the things that always hurts the Kings is big bodies. And, you know, in this game, it was Jared Allen, you know, simply just being bigger than everyone and just not playing like Alex Len and Rashawn being limited. So, they, you know, that Houston doesn't have a guy like that. They do have James Harden and Russell Westbrook. We, but as long as base plays, I think we have guys to kind of at least offer something for those guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we excel at playing small. Well, not excel, but like we, our play style suits us playing small. Yeah. So I like to see where this, how, how this one goes. Uh, you know, Houston's a really tough team. You know, they have, you know, multiple-time runner-up MVP uh, James Harden and the guy who sh- probably shouldn't have won the MVP when he did win it. <laughs> although, I, although I understand why he won it, and I'm not going to disagree too much. But, you know, these are two powerful forces um, that we're going to be going up against, and we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Will we get, uh, you know, another really high-scoring game? Yeah. We really need to guard those threes, too, because they, they chuck a lot. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, so, you know, again, like at this point, it's, I don't want to say wave the right flag, but we better hope Portland just drop drops off a cliff for us to even think about making and hope that, uh, you know, um, Grizzlies keep dropping like they are, although they won against OKC, you know, um, who was also on a back-to-back after OKC waxed the Lakers. They end up getting waxed by the Grizzlies. So, like, you know, again, it's not that it's not the worst thing in the world that we lost the way we did just because it was a back to back. And, you know, that's just that's just the NBA sometimes Mm -hmm. or bubble NBA bubble life, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so that's all I have for the game. Um, I guess we just uh, get ready for Sunday um, for Houston. Yep. All right, we'll be um, I hopefully be able to record a podcast that day. We should be able to. I should be able to watch this one. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, get some insight from uh, you watching the live game. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a grind. <laughs> Hope uh, or hopefully yeah. it's not a grind. Hopefully it's a great game to watch. Yeah, today's game was a little grindy for me. I mean, yeah. It's, just, it's again uh, on a back to back. You gotta understand, like you know. Yeah. Rhythm just wasn't there and just wasn't our game. But I don't want to imagine what it was like watching live. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll catch you guys a Sunday uh, against Houston in Orlando. All right, see you guys later.